Whoa, welcome. Oh, I didn't do the stinger, but it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, welcome everyone to episode uh, 56 of the Gunnam Explained podcast. I am Adam Blue. Steven's still out today, wishing him the best, uh, but all good things are happening to him right now. So, uh, yeah, no need to worry, <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, awesome to see everyone in the chat. You know, I'm glad I'm doing this live uh, because not doing it before. Um, I, I miss you guys. We've got Santo Bell, Robert, Lucas, Metal Neo, Ian, Mad Matt, the heavy metal makeup pilot. Uh, sorry, so many syllables. Uh, Jedi Sailor 79. Great to see everyone. Happy to get started. Um, yeah, cool show today. Uh, it, I'm going to be talking about some things that kind of relate to something I did uh, recently. Oh, Brian Zanicelli, good to see you. Yeah, because, you know, last week wasn't live, um, so we pre-recorded it. You know, Steven's been out on some family stuff. And, um, yeah, the reason it wasn't live is because I went to Disney World with the family, which was actually really cool. And it made me think about Gundam. I mean, when am I not thinking about Gundam, I guess? But that's kind of a good thing about this vacation. Well, I, yeah, real quick. So, I, you know, I had this little vacation I took, and then I actually had that one back in March. Both times, it was just a great vacation from work. I never felt like I had a vacation from Gundam. So I'm glad, you know, twice in a row, I, I'm still not tired of Gundam. Uh, it's crazy. But, you know, not a lot of Gundam stuff happened. Um, but, you know, I was at Disney, gave me a lot of ideas I want to talk about, too, and there's some stuff related to that. And also, there's news with GBO2 that's pretty cool. Um, but nothing earth-shattering, just a lot of cool discussion we can have today and jump into some lore um, uh, by the end. Um, and then, yeah, even Collins. So I'll do the Collins. If you want to go into the Colin waiting room at the Discord, uh, link in the description, um, I will probably get to them actually by the end of the show. So, um, yeah, just keep that in mind. Um, but, yeah, let's look here. Um, oh, yeah, Gundam Land in Disney World. Yeah, we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, and then Jedi Sailor, no, yeah, no, I don't want the corporate gargantuan table that is Disney anywhere near Gundam. Oh yeah, we'll uh we'll touch on that as well. Um but yeah, um yeah, if you haven't, please subscribe, give it a like to help out. The audio version will be out uh you know, Friday morning. Um so you can listen in that way if you'd like. Um what are some other things? There's the Patreon. We're going to vote pretty soon on the movie night. We haven't done that yet and it's it's going to be at the end of the month which coincides with my birthday, so maybe I'll just choose the movie. <laughs> um, and then, you know, another thing, uh, Battle Alliance is coming out soon, so I'm going to want to be playing a lot of that and maybe do some multiplayer as well, maybe for a birthday stream. Uh, Rogue New Type, good to see you. So, yeah, good to see everyone. Very cool. Yeah, so, um, you know, really quick, let me show something real quick. Um, yeah, I've got to press a certain button here. Uh, when I get to that, it's like I forgot how to do everything. Um, no. Wait a minute. You know what? I had all this set up, and I must have done something. But yeah, now it's set up. So, uh, no, I just wanted to, the videos. So this past week, there was the, um, yeah, since I was gone, which is a song. Anyway. Uh, there was the the gameplay uh, from GBO2. If anyone has any requests of some other mobile suits, and if I've missed a request, feel free to keep spamming the video comments um, with the request because I could miss it. Ah, uh, signature. That was a really cool robot experience. Uh, really like it. Um, you know, doing that, I learned more about the other Bjarlint uh, that exists. You know, from Zeta because in Unicorn it's a little customized, a little different. Um, Gumpla Manual Mania. That was fun going through the manuals, and I'm gonna finish that up. Um, because there's a lot of cool stuff to go through. I really like the artwork and all that. And then right here is a live stream currently going live, but you all knew that, so <laughs> we're good there. Now, there's another thing too. In I've had this up for a couple weeks now. It's the what's your favorite GM variant? I might throw up another question, but the reason I left that up is because I want to go through this with Steven because Steven, you know, has. So much knowledge when it comes to mobile suits. Um, yeah, I wanted to kind of get him on that too, so we'll plan for that. Um, yeah, Jedi Sailor saying Universal's getting ready to open up a Nintendo theme world, so anything's possible. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's a good point because that's cool for one. 
that I would love to go to a uh, Nintendo theme world, but also that I guess lends more to something like Gundam being at Universal, even though there's the Disney in Tokyo, but that's more about Disney getting its place than really just partnering with Japan. So um, that makes sense with Universal. It does. Um, okay, so that was that. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about the Disney thing real quick. Um, yeah, so went to went to Disney. The, I mean, the main thing is really to take kids the kids at the age they are. And it's really cool for them experience. I, I was luck, lucky enough that my parents took me uh, to land and world, and I think world a couple times when I was younger. So. It, you know, when I remember a lot of it, it's funny going back. Yeah, it's been since the 90s. And, like, things triggered in my memory that I was like, oh, wow. And it's, like, it's weird because all in all, I feel like this general happiness of being there. Even though there's kind of this weird dark cloud because as a corporation, there are some practices that kind of go against, you know. And, I don't, and I'm not trying to get heavily political here or anything, but, you know, just the nature of what Disney, their business, how they want to make the most mainstream things as possible. When, when Disney is taking something on their own, and a lot of times their, their stories are based on older fairy tales, it's easy to transition that and change it and make it family-friendly and mainstream. But when you take, you know, years of, of properties that have already existed, like, you know, comics like Marvel or uh, Star Wars, the... You, you, since they're trying to achieve that mainstream family friendly status, they do have to take some um, artistic liberties in terms of where it's for the sake of the art. It's now for the sake of the money, you know, and that's just their business. And unfortunately, sometimes then you can feel there's some art, the art the essence is stripped away from it. You know, the Marvel movies are generally pretty cool, but I'm not super into them especially like i was with star wars and even though i don't like to complain a lot it's just it, it seems very obvious with star wars like they're kind of missing the, the point and but i'm still hopeful especially with andor that looks great i'm gonna watch it um you know again and there's probably people working on these disney properties the star wars that they're just so happy that they get to work on star wars i would love to so you know i try to you know, I, instead of just talking negative, I don't talk about it, but we're talking about Disney here. So um, so it was interesting because I really wanted to go to Galaxy's Edge because I've never been there. And for one, the rides were awesome. Like the, there was the Smuggler's Run where you're riding Millennium Falcon. That was perfect. Um, Star Tours is updated since I was at it back when I was a kid because you like go through the different eras of Star Wars. Um, and then Rise of the Resistance was brilliant. And I, there's it's another funny thing is I get motion sickness. So like when we were at Magic Kingdom, I, you know, did all the simple rides at first and then Space Mountain and that killed me. It's I just feel like I'm going to vomit. I, I get queasy in the stomach and I start sweating real bad and I hate it. So luckily there's a medicine they sell there you can take that helps with that. When I was a kid, because we lived near Six Flags, and when I was a kid, you know, going on roller coasters, that would happen to me all the time. But when I would take that medicine, it would actually make me go to sleep and I hated it. So Luckily, taking it, though, this time didn't do anything, so I was able to, yeah, because Star Tours, uh, that even got me uh, in my stomach, you know, making me sick, even though I'm just sitting on something. I don't know. Um, the Rise of the Resistance. So, uh, like, it, you have to experience it, but what is very cool about it is it's it's exactly what a fan of that property would want. I would say the biggest downfall with Rise of the Resistance is that it takes place during the sequel trilogy era. If it was an OT set up it would be the sickest thing ever because you start where you're with the resistance and you they get you onto a ship you know you walk on you sit down that takes you off the planet but then you get captured by a star destroyer so you're watching and as the ship is moving you get captured and then they open the doors and the first orders they're like come with us and then one guy was interrogating me so i had to like make up stuff and they put you in a cell and then as you're sitting in the cell you see like uh the, the wall light up in like a, a uh, door fashion. I was like, oh, is uh, a Jedi? No, it's it's resistance just using a little thing in the bobber to, to get you out. And then they take you onto this little like, because you're on a Star Destroyer. And they take you on this little Star Destroyer cart that like drives around inside the Star Destroyer until you get into a skate pod. That draw. Anyway, it's like this whole big elaborate thing. And, and you know, when that was done, I was like, man, you know, I... I 
you know, I, I used to love Star Wars so much. I don't as much anymore because of what's going on, especially being surrounded by kind of like the sequel trilogy stuff and not the OT. And, you know, I was, I was thinking like, this would be great with a Gundam, you know? And, you know, I started thinking like the, the, the best way to do it would be um, making it take place from the, the first episode of Gundam, Gundam Rising, which is funny because the rise of the resistance, I don't know. I just linked that, but I like the idea of your, you, it starts where you're with the group of people that's also on it and you're being directed uh, to escape to, uh, to the uh, bunkers, right? Or, you know, some escape to white base. And as you're doing it, then they should have it where there's like screens up and like Zaku's like attacking or whatever. Um, and then maybe they have an actor in the crowd that's Amaro that goes and runs off. And then we, we like maybe turn a corner and then you see the RX-78-2 that's on the, the flatbed and it rise or whatever in front of you. And it could be a robot, animatronic, a giant one. Uh, there's a lot of potential there. Um, and then it could be yeah, where you get onto white base and then white base is taken off. And because, uh, yeah, you you white base leaves the, the colony. And so they could reproduce that. And then, you know, it's shaking when it gets shot, seeing mobile suits fly around. But that actually exists in a way. It's not as immersive in terms of walking around, but there is actually a ride. And let me uh, pull that up. No, it's not it either. Um, where did I put that? OK, yeah, it's this right here. Um, it, it's going to be hard to, to make out, but yeah, you saw like, uh, there's an audience there. Yeah, actually, let me put There's an audience there. They're getting out of the ship and Zaku's right there. I'm just seeing, I could just imagine the motion sickness, right? <laughs> but it would be so sick. Like, look at all that. Um, and so, yeah, apparently it stars these two GMs, which is pretty cool. And... And then I found out there was actually a special uh, Gumpla that was released where it's the the two GMs, but also this like carrier or you're in something as the crowd in the ride. And that's what it's actually carrying. I wonder if I can uh, jump ahead to that. Um, yeah, it's like this little, yeah, those things that we normally see um, don't have the name of it. And that would definitely be a lore thing, right? Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, I think, so they nailed it. Like, the thought of, wow, there needs to be a Gundam ride, and they nailed it. It was in Japan. I, I, I think uh, Rogue in in the uh, in Discord said that they've shut it down since, but uh, that that is just awesome. I mean, I would totally be into something like that. Um, you know what? It, it reminds me that there probably needs to be more of these types of rides places like sometimes in malls or whatever they'll have the smaller ones and i don't think they're as immersive but i mean why not you know in these malls that are some stores are shutting down you can probably take a whole lot and build out a theater to have that go on i mean i, I mean think of disney had like galaxy's edge and more locations instead of just on the coasts you know um I don't know, it would be cool, and, and then bringing back Gundam, that'd be a cool way to bring back uh, some interest, some more interest in Gundam. Uh, I don't know, and I think this all really stems from how much enjoyment we got out of being at Disney World, and like, there's something about it that feels good, and I, I think other brands can take advantage of that, like, you know, Jedi Sailor talking about Nintendo at Universal, that makes so much sense, like, Mario is already, like, a cool thing. Like, being able to walk around in a Mario world where, you know, the, the company's doing a lot to maintain that immersion, you know? And I think that's that's key. Uh, and some of the technology used sometimes pretty amazing, like the animatronics, the screens, and all that. It's pretty cool stuff. Um, and then, let's see. I'm going to look at the chat real quick. Um, let's see. The drawback to bringing a Gundam theme park is that most Westerners would... Be more familiar with Wing or Seed, so putting UC-themed ride will be a real game. But that's an excellent point. You know, that's an excellent point because, you know, there's not much Wing content out there except for the the show and the movie, whereas UC has so much you could draw from, but most Westerners are familiar with Wing. When I think there's still that push for UC, and even UC has a legacy, too. And I, I think, you know... For people that like Wing, I think they would like UC if they've never, you know, experienced it before. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, okay. Uh, did, 
Okay, uh, Robert's saying, I have a Gundam design ideas for a high-tech unit for my AGX story in a later time period. Well, that's cool, man. If it's a new one you haven't shared yet, yeah, throw it in the Discord. Um, and then Jedi Sailor's saying, I guess Universal may be re-theming their Marvel land into an anime-themed land. Maybe we're skinning the Hulk coaster as a Gundam coaster. You know, it's a good idea about the anime theme thing because, in general, I think anime is bigger than it was when I was a kid. Like, even when I was a kid, it was, like, only weirdos watched anime, which, yeah, seems wrong. But, you know, more when it comes to, like, influencers online, you know, people with exposure, a lot of them really talk about anime and like anime. So I think it's cool that there's more potential to, like, sneak in Gundam through uh, anime. Um, but I guess anime, you know, depending on the brands that own it, would they be working together? I, yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, and then Jedi Sailor saying, making an indoor ride like the Abaku ride that Rogue showed us, but uh, theming it around Gundam Wing, uh, Seed, or any of the other spinoffs. I'm trying to think, what's a... So there's, you know, Double O, IBO, you know, I wonder if it's worth it if they were to do that, yeah, and just maybe what their most current show is that's maybe simulcasting. You know, I, I'm going to change subject real quick because I'm talking about anime shows. I've been watching The Legend of Galactic Heroes, the third season, and man, that show is so good. It's like, I almost hate it when an episode's over because I'm like, man, I'm getting closer to the end. That happened when I finished season two. Well, you know what? I'm just going to go watch the 80s version as soon because I started it originally and I really liked it. So as soon as this... I'm done with season three. I'm going to go to the, uh, uh, oh, Zionic Shadow. Uh, cool people watch anime. Yeah, that's what I've learned. I grew up uh, dismissing it, but uh, I've come to the realization that, yeah, cool people do watch anime. And it's funny how, uh, yeah, even like my daughter got into it on her own, you know, without without my influence. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, all right. So, you know, there's another aspect when it comes to Disney that I wanted to talk about because... So, Cuckoo's Doan's Island, it's very cool how it was another Gundam UC thing. I was about to say show, but it's a movie that came out. You know, amidst like Bandai or Sunrise releasing still UC things, like they're working on Hathaway. And it seems like recently, I, I don't know if this is exactly true, but it seems like they've kind of been going in some sort of order with like, there's, you know, unicorn narrative, they've got Hathaway going on. Um, and then I like that they dropped this Cuckoo's Doan's Island, and it seems to be more of like a a legacy project. You know, Yaz wanted to be able to do some animation for the last time. Um, and all of his experience, and, you know, the, even in Japan, you know, Disney's popular. And I really feel like uh, Cuckoo's Doan's Island it was able to capture what makes Disney properties, like the films very unique like even though yes there's battling in this and like especially the southern cross massacre that occurs um at the same time it's 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 not like it's harsh it's not like a kid's gonna watch it and then like it's gonna be hard on them and if anything the robot action is gonna be awesome but you know there's that focus on the children the doan um in like their life at the lighthouse and like it really has that warm feel, and it's it is very Disney esque. Even the the artwork of the characters, it's so very unique. And and um, and you know, I think for a long time, I would even say, I would say Japanese anime um understood or figured out the Disney look before Disney figured it out. Um, because it seems like. You know, you know how characters are normally drawn in in these animations. Usually, the eyes are a little bigger, the chins are a little smaller. That's kind of like the main consistency. And but as Disney went, the, the, their human characters always looked a little different until about maybe like uh, the '80s, because I can think like Little Mermaid, um, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. They kind of started having a similar look, and then when it moved into CGI. It was kind of the same thing, like where now the Disney movies that are mainly CGI, uh, the, the characters, the human characters really all have that same look. Um, and that's another interesting aspect of Cuckoo's Doan's Island is that they, 
I mean, there's CGI in it, but it was that traditional animation. And that's, you know, it's very interesting. Um, you know, because as much as I think Disney movies are interesting, they are targeting a specific mainstream audience. You know, Japanese anime seems to be able to not have to want to target something, even though some of it is made just for that. Um, but I mean, because you look at Hathaway, that's a very hard R, in my opinion, when it comes to something you would show kids. I mean, most of the time they're talking almost politically, not about politics, but you know, the characters, their interactions, there's motivations behind them, things that kids normally wouldn't understand. Um, and, and the artwork is still very well done. And so, yeah, I guess this is me just saying, like, I think, like, it, it's just very interesting how this Gundam Cuckoo's Dones Island is like top tier, rivaling anything Disney can put out, in my opinion. I don't know if you guys think that's, uh, that's a little uh, exaggerated, but it feels like in the music, you know, I was listening to the soundtrack to this Cougars Don't Island in the car driving to uh, Florida. And I remember my wife at one time says, oh, is this from a movie? Because there's there's scores within Cougars Don't Island that are just perfectly sound like something that would come from a high production family friendly, you know, uh, uh, movie. So, yeah. I, I don't know. There was just a lot of interesting reflection going on by being at Disney and just thinking about how, you know, I used to have this love for Star Wars. Now I have this love for Gundam. How the properties between Disney and Sunrise, how they, you know, they treat, treat their properties. Um, and it just gives me more admiration in general for the Gundam continuity uh, that is occurring, especially in UC. Yeah, that's not to mention all the AUs, but... Having AUs that are interesting, but keeping that continuity with UC, but also being able to have achievements like Hathaway, which was brilliant, but having something completely different different with Cuckoo's Dones Island. And just think if there was a Star Wars movie just as good as Hathaway one year, and then the next year a Star Wars movie just as good as Cuckoo's Dones Island. And I mean, we're getting the content from Star Wars with the shows on Disney+, Plus, but I don't even think an individual Star Wars show is better than like the Hathaway film or the Cuckoo's Dolan's Island, even though one has a lot more content than the other. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's very interesting because I think a lot of what happens with these Disney live action properties that come from legacy IP like Marvel, like Star Wars, is the tone has to change to meet the mainstream audience. And so that tone um sends mixed signals. Um so yeah, it's very interesting. Um Oh yeah, the Rogue New Type saying the combat is a hard R for sure, just like 0080. Yeah, yeah, that that combat is. But you know, especially it's it's the themes in the character interactions, especially uh, Andalusia and Hathaway. How? Wait, did I say her name right? Yeah, it's, remind me in chat of her name. But it's it's almost like you're seeing these two people that were communicating. How kind of people do in real life where a lot of times we don't say exactly what we want from the other person and then that kind of causes conflict. So, yeah, very cool there. Um, Okay. So that is that. Um, yeah, let me know. Maybe comment on this video or throw it in the in the Discord like your experience going to Disney have you been to Galaxy's Edge? What do you think? Um, I think, um, you know, I, I, there's so many people that go to Disney, right? Like when I was there, it was like full. It's always full. That's so many people. But I wonder if everyone really gets to experience what it's like to be on these curated rides, uh, these experiential, if that's the way to say it, rides, you know, where you, you take a property and you get engrossed into it. So, um, yeah, very cool. Um Let's see, uh, Jedi Sela, a lot of anime deals with dark, harsh themes that the old school Disney films used to, but won't even touch now because they don't want to offend people. Yeah, and that's, like I said, it's very interesting. You know, it's funny today because on Reddit, I, I, you know, I'm into movies and cinema and someone, I, I followed the subreddit where someone was talking about um, The Sixth Sense. And I was, and that was a Disney production. I was like, wow, I don't think Disney would do something like that anymore. In fact, Prey, the new Predator movie, is technically Disney, but it was just on Hulu, which is interesting. Disney Plus and other territories is not in the U.S. So it's like you're seeing the deliberate attempt, at least in the U.S., to sort of isolate 
But, you know, I did hear that Disney Plus plans to have R-rated content at some point. So, um, yeah. Oh, okay, this is good. Um, it, it, Jedi has the bangers today. I'm surprised the Disney parks are full in uh, this economy with the ridiculously high prices. Yeah, so that is very interesting. One thing I will note is when I was there, I was surprised how cheap things were. Not everything. Um, but the general, like, I got this. This is uh, Luke's lightsaber. I even got the the blade for it and everything. It was a little pricey, but I, I planned for that, so I saved up for that. But, like, just getting food, we were going to, we wanted to, instead of eating out at the restaurants there, we decided we were going to get groceries to have at the hotel. And before we went to the to get groceries, we stopped at um, the gift shop that was in the hotel, and it had groceries. And they were relatively um, low prices, if I remember correctly. We just bought that to eat at home. And then we even decided to just grab some stuff. It wasn't... Yeah, even the... Um, oh, here's something. My son picked this up, but I put it on my um, desk. It's uh, Indiana Jones Mickey. And it was like $22, which... To me, that seems like a pretty good price for this because, you know, plushies that and my son's really into them usually, you know, they're not the same height and they usually go for like 12 or 13. So for this just being at 22 and it's very high quality, like with the all the accessories on it. Yeah, I was surprised. Um, oh, and then the other thing I got was, um, was this? The, uh, yeah, just the... When I was a kid, I really liked uh, Fantasia. I think it was because of that Sega Genesis game. But uh, anyway, I thought that was fun. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that's that's it. When times are tough, entertainment is luxury. Yeah, it did feel like a luxury, actually, planning out this Disney trip, planning the time off work right before kids went to school, planning the drive there to get to the hotel. My wife did most of the planning, and it worked out really well, and, like, getting back on time. So it was a lot of work to do that um let's see and then uh ian is saying disney will not touch those darker themes anymore and in a lot of ways are working hard to move away from things that no longer apply to today's standards and it's very interesting it's i you know what it's like i get it too it, on one end it's like you want you don't you don't want to offend people but at the same time sometimes the intent is is the the offense the offense that someone might feel is not to deliberately hurt someone, but to challenge someone's thinking. And a lot of times art is intending to challenge one's thinking. So I think that's where sometimes I say it seems like the art is being dried out of a lot of the Disney properties because they are trying to limit the challenge. Like if you watch the Obi-Wan show, nothing it did was challenging your thinking. In fact, it would it, it would challenge you in just the ways of like, what are they what 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 happened? You know, like when uh, Darth Vader confronts Obi Wan, and Obi Wan just kind of like stands in and then darts off screen. That was that was awkward. Um, or the um, hiding the girl in the coat, and they were walking out with all those Imperial officers, and it was a little, little strange. I that George Lucas wouldn't allow that to occur because there's no verisimilitude there. Um, I've heard how a 16-ounce bottle of water costs five at Disney, but two at the Walgreens down the street. Well, um, you, you know, it, it was, I think, depending on where you went, I think they still had that $5 water, but it was still cheap. Like, there was times where, yeah, we had to stop in a place. We were even getting coffee, uh, Starbucks, grabbing drinks. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't as bad. Although, they even have this thing where you can pay $20 for a bottle that has unlimited refills uh, around the park. That's actually a pretty good deal, although 20 across five people, you know, that can add up. So, um, all right, I think that's it with my little uh, Disney rant. I think it's something I've been internalizing. A lot of us have been thinking, but we try to figure out what it is because it's not like we want to just be mad and we and th there's these things we like, you know, so yeah, very interesting. Um... Kenobi was amateurly written fan fiction. I've read actual fan fiction that was so well written. Yeah. I, I even think my fan fiction, and maybe I'll share it with you guys sometime, is better than the show. Um, yeah, and mine was a little darker. It had Obi-Wan. Um, he, he was, like, poor. He went to go buy a new robe, but he couldn't afford one, so he got one that had holes in it. Um, he had stolen a speeder to use. Oh, no, from Stormtroopers he killed. He, he kept... 
there's a scene at the beginning where you see these scout troopers outside his homestead. They're using binoculars. Then they go like all tactical style to break into his homestead. And then all you hear is a lightsaber and a stormtrooper, scout trooper helmet roll out the door. He takes that speeder to drive into town to see if he can get some intel. And as he gets off the speeder and starts walking, you see behind him all the Jawas run up to it and start dismantling it. Like it's supposed to show like he's in this impoverished state, like the lowest of the lows he can be in. Um, and I know we're getting off topic here, but another interesting thing, though, I heard about, and this just goes with this Disney standard that's occurring. They had to cut scenes from the Kenobi show because it made Obi-Wan seem rude, like mean. So that's why sometimes he seems to be quiet or not respond in certain situations. And it's weird. It's, yeah, they had to cut dialogue of him being um, kind of rude. And they didn't want, at the beginning, they didn't want that. So anyway, we'll move on. I thought that was pretty good, though. I like the chat um, stuff that's going on. Um, okay, so... The stuff in Battle Operation 2 the past few weeks has been insane. They're, like, giving away so many suits, so many free rolls. I've been getting so many things, just not the Hazel yet. And what is up with that? I, I don't know what's up with that. Um, okay, someone's saying me to check General in Discord. Oh, lots of... Yeah, I'll get to that in a second. But thanks, Robert. Um, uh, so, not only did we get the Unicorn and the Banshee... But now we have the Silver Bullet, which is a, it's a fan favorite. Um, also, uh, if you're not aware, if you go into the store, and I think it's $89, and I haven't jumped on it yet. I don't think I will. You get, like, two suits, I think, and then you get, like, a unicorn helmet and backpack that you can wear, plus 100-and-something tokens, so you can technically do, like, three of the roles because right now they also have something where you can like get suits that you haven't got yet. And that's tempting me to do it because I really want to get the hazel suits. There's two of them and I haven't got them yet. Um, let's see. Uh, Jada say was saying the Mitsukoshi store at Epcot was freaking amazing. When I last visited, I must have spent two hours trying to decide. Oh, I, you know, we didn't go to Epcot, but I'm going to have to keep that in mind. Um, very interesting. Anyway, Silver Bullet, it's a general. 650, I think. Where is that at? Yeah, 650 general. With it. That's cool. I'm usually pretty cool, good with generals. And I know a lot of people say the same thing, like they don't like to do raid. But I've learned recently, just try raid and support. Even if you lose, just try it again. Eventually, you'll figure it out, and you can really help your team. But it's cool that this is a general. This will be a fun one to, to do. Um, let's see. Normal suit Anaheim one, uh, helmet Anaheim one. So a little bit of that. Um, yeah. So I know I feel like I keep talking about GBO two all the time. Um, um uh, hold on one second. I'm looking for. Okay. Um. Yeah, I know we talk about GBO two all the time, and I'm I'm. Because I love the game so much, but like I wonder how much I'm going to be talking about it when Battle Alliance comes out. And then Evolution. Is this going to be on PC? Uh, I think Xeonic Shadow is saying he doesn't think so. And he might be right because they really haven't come out with new news about that yet. Um, let's see. Our Marcelo saying, I don't wail for Fetty Suits. That's cool. That's cool. That's... I dig that. That's like a hard stance of canon, Gundam canon in real life. I like that. I'm kind of like that when I play. It's weird. I don't like to choose non-Fetty suits when I play. I feel like I have to be the good guy. So I like it when I'm playing maybe a cost match where like my only choice is a Xeon suit. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, okay, Brian's in a chili. Uh, do you is it considered? Do you consider the silver bullet as a Gundam? So that's a good question, and maybe we will jump into that. Um, there's these ads here. So the ARX 014 silver bullet. So a lot of people say what makes a Gundam is its head, right? Having the V fin, because really this is a Dovin Wolf with a Gundam head. And, you know, all I know about this, because I'm going to be really diving into this for the first time, unless I have already done this, and I apologize, 
in Unicorn, there was Gail Chan. So he was kind of like the butler, maybe that's the wrong word to use, of the main dude that was being kept alive. Um, oh, bodyguard. So that's close to butler. Um, let's see. Yeah, Cardius Vists. Secret. And Cardius Vists was the guy I think he was kept alive. Or, or no, maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Um... Oh, I'm thinking of Siam Fist, right? Let's let's look. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Okay. Well, yeah, they've got this uh, Gail Chan guy, and uh, I. And it's funny because in the movie out or the show, whatever, I wasn't too sure what his whole thing was. And then when this whole scene happened, it was it was sick, especially how the um. Uh, the beam sabers work, which reminds me a lot of the GPO two. I think there's some other suits that do that, but that was the first time I really kind of noticed the idea of them being in. And it's funny with the the GPO two or yeah, GPO GBO two and GPO two. Wow, that just blew my mind just now. Um, but there's the uh, the the beam sabers come out of like the the hips or whatever, and I love that idea. Um, I think that's really cool. Um, so let's look at this. So first scene in 0092, really? So what happened to 0092? I wonder if that is maybe from a different, yeah, I'd be curious to see, but, um, okay. So a mobile suit used by the Earth Federation forces to test the quasi-Saikamu system. The silver bullet is a modified AMX-014 Dovenwolf created by Anaheim Electronics based on captured units. Although its armament is trimmed down due to its purpose, it gained higher output compared to the original Dovenwolf and is more than capable of participating in actual combat. The removal of the abdominal megaparticle cannons also lightens the suit. Some silver bullets have... Wait, some silver bullets... Have a Gundam head. Okay. So that's another thing. So so there's multiple silver bullets, but some don't have a Gundam head. Okay. Because some have a Gundam head for testing the, <clears throat> the quasi, excuse me, Saikamu weapons, while the others have a GM head for system analysis of the enhanced measurement sensors. The VIST Foundation were given some of them after the EFF was done with the tests. One, that's interesting. Two, why would Earth Federation just give them to the VIST Foundation? And that would be some neat lore to explore. Um, okay, some armament, 60mm Vulcan gun. Uh, beam rifle, the same model as the Jagan D-type. Beam saber, um, powered by rechargeable energy capacitor, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to see if it says anything. Stored in the hip armor, okay, nothing much. The Incom system, that was something I recently learned more about. A remote weapon designed for use with the quasi-Saikamu system. These disc-shaped devices are armed with internal beam guns and controlled via wire cables. Every time an incom changes its flight direction, it deploys a tiny relay incom to hold the wire in place and maintain its connection to its parent mobile suit. When the pilot recalls the incom, it retraces its course as the wire is retracted. And that's pretty interesting. So I guess each incom remote weapon mounts a single beam gun. And then there's the shield. I wonder if they show... Oh, this, it looked like it said it was a Jagan shield. Um, let me see if they show some of that. Oh, wait. What's this saying? You see MSV. So an MSV version versus OVA version. Interesting. Enough differences there. Oh, GM head. What? Let's look at that closely. So this is saying GM head. I am seeing a V-fin. But maybe it means in terms of, yeah, the visor, maybe some of the look. Okay, I can see that. Now, that's an interesting combination. I don't think I have seen, other than this drawing here, a GM head V-finned Dovenwolf. Because um, I think, was it uh, Thunderbolt that had those GMs with the V-fin? I could be wrong. Um, okay, so... Going back down. Okay, shield. There wasn't a picture of the shield. Wired hand. Um, like its Dovenwolf predecessor. The silver bullet has specially designed quasi-Saikamu controlled wire-guided forearms that can be launched and maneuvered via built-in 
Verniers. These remote arms can be employed to grab and hold enemy mobile suits. Okay, that's all cool stuff. Um, each arm also has a built-in beam gun inside its palm. That is actually really cool. Beam cannon. A pair of beam cannons mounted on the backpack booster. Yeah, I'm starting to remember a lot of this stuff. That was a cool fight in Unicorn. 12-tube missile launcher. AMS-01H heavy missiles. AMS-09R anti-ship missile grenade launcher. Okay, and it has the quasi-seacomic system. So let's think about this. This is the 90s, 0090s, that they're using a quasi-seacomic system um, to extend the capabilities of remote control to non-new types. So it's like an old-type way of using bits. This system can actively scan the pilot's brainwaves no matter how weak they are, and then let the computer translate the thoughts into commands to be issued to remote weapons. Using the uh, quasi sekamu even non-new types can control single, uh, simple wire-guided remote weapons such as incoms. Incoms, unlike funnels or bits, still have to be tethered to their control unit by wires because the electrical signals to the incom would otherwise be disrupted by Minofsky particles, and that makes sense. Which is very interesting how like the brainwaves can bypass the Minofsky particles. You know, some of reading and research I do has to do with consciousness, quantum mechanics. And, you know, there's, you know, this theory that at the microtubule level within our neurons that the the next step that the microtubule is taking um, of what action it performs comes out of nowhere, almost like a quantum state. Which, yeah, there's still research going into that. None of that's really official. But then I like the idea that a Minofsky particle would probably be at a greater dimension than a quantum wave. And, and if, you know, these... Um, uh, you know, brainwaves could potentially be quantum before they are becoming physical, uh, or what do they call it, where the, um, uh, there's a term where the wave function um, is observed or whatever, like it's still in that quantum state and then can move around the bits even in um, a Minofsky-dense area. So that's, it sounds very technical and nerdy. I really liked that discussion about the quantum brainwaves and uh, the bits. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, let me go to the chat real quick. Um, uh, uh, Rogue New Type is saying, uh, I'm sure it's an awesome suit if only it didn't go up against the Neo Zeon right off the bat. And that was what was kind of cool about it because then it went all out. Um, uh, so would it be fair to compare it to the Ground Gundam in that sense? Yeah, so, you know, that's very interesting. Yeah, that that's a good point when it comes to what is a Gundam, what is not. You know, the GMs being that that is supposed to be mass-produced Gundam, and then you have some with the V-fins, some with not, and they have GM heads. Um, actually, I actually consider Civil Bullet an unofficial Gundam. Could be. I mean, I, you know, it could be an unofficial Gundam, but if it has the V-fin for the Saikamu and they built that on purpose, you know, it makes me think that would be a Gundam. I don't know. Uh, enthusiasts, what really determines a Gundam is not the tech, the model, what materials. The true answer is that it's arbitrary. The true factor is who is creating the story and what they decide is a Gundam. Yeah, I guess so. So I hope they come out with like a Zaku Gundam. No V-Fin, it's just a Zaku, and they say it's a Gundam. Um, Mad Matt, the heavy metal mecha pilot. Um, I'm more than thinking the uh, S-Gundam line more connected to the double Zeta Gundam, to be honest. So S being Sentinel. Uh, Brian Zanicelli, um, I would have to agree with you. Okay, so we got some people that agree that. Uh, oh, we see Chrysantha Red. Uh, I think you're new here, potentially. What the? Oh, Josu Perez. Hopefully I said that right. Uh, recent supporter. Good to see you. It's going to if it's piloted by a bratty teenager. That's actually a, a good call there. Um, there is the Zeta Zaku. Oh, is there a Zeta Zaku? Let's look at that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I guess I have clicked on this before. Um, well, what? Oh, did I just click on the Zeta one? Oh, wait. Um, Zaku had Zeta Gundam. Yeah, was that in Double Zeta? Yeah, is the real Double Zeta and you can't convince me otherwise. Um, 
Huh. Is there not an official thing? Maybe this is not an official thing. Anyone know? Um. Oh, yeah, the call. You know what, Brian? Thanks for bringing up the call in because uh, I am nearly done with the content. So, yeah, if people want to start jumping into the call in waiting room, I'm definitely down to take calls. Um, let's see. Pretty sure it was in double Zeta. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I like this actually. That's an easy custom, isn't it? I'm, I've, I've got to do something like that. I mean, we've got to make good of the, the crappy, uh, real grade Zeta. Am I right? No, I'm joking. No, you know, Sayla, we, you were talking about before about like the real grade Zeta and how it is kind of annoying and like, I agree. And it's one of those things where, and I actually do this because I have a, um, what is it called? Fixed figuration Zeta that transforms. I just transformed it into the wave rider mode and just kept it there. And I've been thinking of doing the same with the real grade. It's just that the decals, the real type markings and decals on the fixed figuration version, it just looks really good. Um, do, 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 do. Let's see. Oh, WebFox100, good to see you. Vis Foundation made the three unicorn suits. And if they are unicorns, then the silver bullet should be one too. Very interesting. The Vist Foundation made the unicorns. Okay, that makes sense. And so why would the Earth Federation give it to them, I guess? You know, they were making these suits anyway. The Federation probably saw the Vist Foundation as sort of a, you know, it's kind of like corporations, you know, uh, working together. Um, so, you know, the Federation has this corporation. Yeah, it's like the government working with a corporation. That's really what it is. Um, let's see. Uh, the real grade Zeta needs an overhaul. Yeah, that's for sure. Webfox 100 is saying that, uh, the silver bullet should be too. Yeah. Uh, the unicorn shows Banajer because he is a brandy teenager. Yeah. Um, that's kind of funny how that works. Um, oh, I see Brian. Okay. I'm going to bring you in. Um, and yeah, go ahead and unmute yourself. Uh, yeah. Whenever you get a chance, go ahead and do that. Um, ready when you are. Adam. Oh, all right. Yeah, I can hear you, man. How's it going? Good to see you. It's pretty much. It's actually is kind of a uh, pretty awesome to be on your live stream, though. <laughs> oh, well, cool. I'm glad you think so. Yeah, I'm, I like it when you guys can call in. You know, it. A lot of it was balancing doing the show and then doing the call-ins, but I think I've got it down now. So, what's up, man? What's going on? Nothing much. Having a, a having a, an awesome Thursday night. I've actually been doing pretty good, mostly at work, mostly at MHP, a lot. You do what? Say that again. Um, MHP Michigan Healthcare Professionals. I'm one of their. Oh. Um, I'm one of mostly their employees. So. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot yeah. of work, and I think a lot of us are doing that nowadays. Yeah. I, I don't want to, if I don't know if anybody who worked at who works at MHP mostly near Michigan, I actually got my actually got a raise. Oh, that's nice, especially right now. Uh in this economy. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I don't want to get anybody who pretty much works at MHP though, because it's really cool. Right. I mean my manager gave it to me like it was really which was an overdue. Okay, well now that you've got this raise, what's the next Gundam related thing you're gonna buy? For me? Um, I'm trying to think about for premium Bandai, but I'm not, I'm a little bit too bit, bit overconfident about buying the, the RX-93 FF new Gundam, but I'm Ooh. not quite sure. I'm not quite sure though, because that's really bit, a bit of a split decision for me. So. Mm, what, what do you think about those, the Cuckoo's Doan's Island fixed figuration metal composite? Those are expensive. Two thirty five. Oh, I... I think so because the way I seen some like like the images of the RX seventy eight O two and the and Kukuru's, uh, uh Zaku as well, they're pretty much are very interesting because yeah. they're like they're adapting from the movie and that is very cool. Yeah, I, I dig that. I do Even too. Because, yeah, the one thing I'm like, well, I think I, I think I mentioned it to you on your chat one time. I think there are like four type versions of the RX seventy eight O two and the Origins. 
like the unarmed, mm. the middle, the early, the middle, and the late type. Because where I'm seeing, like, from the Cuckoo Rustawan's Island movie, where we see the Gundam, it's more closer to the middle type. That's where I'm seeing that kind of, like, style version of it. Yeah, because the, the O2 has, like, the different... Uh, there's variations on the shoulder and on the chest piece, or, yeah, the... Uh, whatever functions that you put on it. Um, yeah, and you know what? I'm just looking on the P Bandai website, and that fixed figuration version is sold out. But I oh. didn't. I don't think I was gonna drop 200 on that as much as I want to. The I'm, way I I seen like pretty much. I think they are doing like pre order for the RX 93 FF new Gundam, but they're like doing it for like 58 dollars. And like, guess what the Guess what time of delivery they're doing that? Mostly in March of 2023. That's like next year. Oh, yeah. I'm looking. Oh, January 2023 still. Yeah, that's next year. But that. Oh, no. This is the Robot Spirits one. Oh, that is. Is that what you're talking about? The Robot Spirits? Yeah, the the real. No, the real grade. Because even Robot Spirits for 55, that's actually a pretty good price, but real grade. um, They're like 58. Like that one's like 58. Like, wow. 58 like is a long like it's very much it's like good money though but if you add like to say the shipping to it like a ten dollar you're looking at like about like a 68 dollars yeah that's why they always do those uh shipping discounts to get you to buy something exactly Um, exactly you know what and i wouldn't mind doing something maybe this is wrong what if like bandai sold all their gundam memorabilia on here even more than just the p bandai stuff and you pay like a amazon prime and you get a discount Free shipping, two day shipping, and all your Gundam orders. That, that would be interesting. That I would, would be go broke. It would be. I would probably would go broke. Yeah. But the only yeah. thing is that I only have is only an Amazon account, but no Prime. I think the Prime would pretty much be a way bit expensive. Yeah. Yeah, but the only thing I I think mostly I think Matt. Uh, what was it? I think Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mad Max. Heavy metal. Make a Thanks. What's up? I think Sayla, uh, I think Sayla said congrats on my raise, and I thank you for that. Nice, uh, J- Sayla, Ian, and Wa- Robert, thank you. Um, what I think, what Mad Mad, I think what was his name? I think uh, Mad Mad, the heavy metal yeah. mechanical pilot Make did pilot. explain that. I, think I have to agree with him with the unofficial Gundam for the Silver Bullet. Yeah. I have to agree with that because. I think you mentioned mostly the uh, the site. I think the psychomium of the was it the quasi psychomium or something. Yeah, the quasi psychomium system. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I don't know why the the Visit Foundation like created like why adding something to that kind of a mobile suit at, after it's being developed from the Dovin. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, you know what I. I mean, really, uh, there's got to be some cool in-universe explanation, which I prefer than the. The other explanation, which is probably that they thought it would be cool to put something together like that. Um, you know, I, I when I watch Unicorn, I feel like they're fans exactly. of Zeta and Double Zeta. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. It, and that's something I want to jump into later is that does the Zeta trilogy movies then, um, I, I, what, what was I working for, uh, make it where the events of Unicorn don't happen? Um, the one thing, oh, sorry. Go no, it, no, because I was just saying, you know, with what happens Zeta, then Double Zeta doesn't happen, but a lot of things in Unicorn are from Double Zeta, so I need to really dive into the intricacies of that sometime and really find out. For what reason? I don't know. The one, thing, though, the one thing, though, I saw was that when I was rewatching the Universal Sentry, which I still am, I'm on, like, right now in Hathaway, I've cool. seen the new translation of the Zeta, of the Zeta Gundams. Mm-hmm. There have been a lot of people that did not like the movies, that those three movies. I pretty much, I'm a, when I saw they were like fine, but the only thing is though, like, how can you connect those movies to, let's say, to Double Zeta? There's no connection because yeah. that, that's like an alternate reality, though. I'm gonna have to put that as as an alternate reality story for for you see. Yeah, I no, I totally agree. Like, it, it's interesting that they do that. You know, I I don't know. Luckily though, you can still watch the Zeta and it has a dub. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That is interesting. But anyway, um, a- a- anything else, Brian? Well, I did do red because I was reading the the Beltor Chica's children from oh. the uh, 
CCA. Most, yeah. yeah, I find that quite interesting. I think the, to let you know, there is going to be the manga that's going to be releasing in Barnes and Noble in 2023 as well. Oh, okay, cool. Because lately, I've really been getting into manga more. Like, I read all of the Men Who Created Gundam. And, oh yeah, you know it's like it's huge. It's you know I'm showing on the camera. It's like a gigantic book, but it can be done in an hour. It's weird how quickly you can read these. So that's really making me more interested in that. I have to um, agree, but I think even if you include the sequel, that new one that that just came out, I was trying to think about what war were they talking about in that chapter, and like it'd be just general, I don't know, if, you know, like, like yeah, I don't know if because if you look back at several chapters. Like the previous one that they showed all the Gundams, the way I'm seeing is like, is it like somewhere maybe like are we seeing like an alternate version of the UC or, or maybe just I maybe a different universe that we've never seen before? Yeah, I've I'm thinking is a, a universe we haven't seen before, and it's it's almost ex setting up the story like it could be from any of the universes. It is puzzling because I think I want to ask from the chat though, if guys, do you guys think that in the sequel? Of mostly in this new manga chapter for sequel, do you guys think that this what since they're talking about this war, do you guys find it quite puzzling of what universe it is taking place on? What do you guys think? Yeah, we'll see what they think. Well, yeah, thanks for that. That's a good topic. Yeah, thanks for that, Brian. Uh, I'm gonna grab someone else from the chat, but uh, thanks for calling in. Yeah, I'll stay around mostly in the in the uh, mostly on the uh, chat though in the chat room though as well. So okay. I'll make sure i did read i think mostly for the gms i think that you and steven or most of the mad header thinking about going to uh discuss about what your favorite gms are yeah mine is would be the the rx the prototype in the rx 78 2 gundam to be honest uh i did do some research about those two um if you go um if you talked with steven um mostly i don't know when if he ever comes back from probably from his vacation i guess with his family mm -hmm. and um I'll let I'll let you guys discuss it together though. Just oh yeah, it, it, it just because I put a lot of re I put um I looked at several research researches about the two of them mostly the on the wiki the Gundam fandom wiki. I grabbed some of them, but I didn't. I tried to create my own words on that, so which oh. I did. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool man. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to talk about that. Yeah, next week or whenever. Yeah, I'm back with Steven, and then yeah, we can do a call. Yeah, I'll um I'll let most I think Mr. Ken uh Tari thirty five is waiting on the call, yep. so I better hop off. So it's nice to see you mostly uh at this uh at this Thursday night. So oh yeah, I'll I enjoy doing this. Yeah, I'll keep on listening in and um and see what everyone else's thoughts on other yeah. uh, on the Gundam. So take care. All right, Brian. Yeah, I'll see you. Yeah, thank you for calling. All right. Well, that was cool. Um, you know, real quick, I wanted to shout out Yuki Higashimayama. Sorry, I really butchered that, but uh, saying you're Japanese, really cool that you are here. Um, like in the F90. Yeah, the F90 is cool. It's crazy how many times they release the F90 and add-ons to it. I haven't even got one yet, and I, and I need to. Um, but yeah, Robert, let me grab you in here. Hello, Robert. Hey, Adam. How's, How's it going, go? man? Doing all right. Cool. I've actually uh, done some research about uh, what's from Mercury uh, and oh. the Gunpla they're selling out. Ah, you know, I haven't even tried buying one yet. <laughs> well, I've actually found that you can find the Lafrith on, I believe, Big Bad Toy Store. Ah, cool. You know, it's and funny because some, someone that already got one, they, and I have it on the Twitter. Uh, I retweeted it. Someone painted it like Samus from Metroid. It looks really sick. Because um, it kind of has that same body type. Um, the way... Yeah. Yeah, yeah so what uh, else is up? Um, this week is actually uh, my um, county fair, but I haven't been able to put anything in because I don't have anything to put in technically right now. Oh. But I do have some artwork, some new pieces, not necessarily Gundam, but they're black and white and really incredibly well done. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. So that uh, 
Gundam tech I was talking to you about, it involves the uh, technology from what's from Mercury, specifically from the two main protagonist Gundams from episode zero and from the series. Okay. But it's not just through the shield and the weapons. It's through the entire frame. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is a cool look. <laughs> um, even if it provides some of the same functionality that we've seen from like a unicorn or something else, it's a cool look, especially when it comes to the design or seeing it in animation. Um, yeah. Would be awesome, yeah. Yeah. And the uh, Gundams... These would take place in my AGX timeline, like, uh, by the time they actually come about, it's the great, great granddaughter of uh, Shiko and uh, Matsuhide, Yuryu Matsuhide. Okay. You remember cool those two from my uh, story? Oh, yeah, from your story? Yeah. Which, yeah, in the Discord, uh, it's posted there if anyone is interested. That. Um, yeah, well, anything else, Robert? Uh, hopefully soon I'll be getting my uh, Origin Gunpla from uh, oh, yeah. the um, uh, friend of mine who lives in Rochester, uh, and uh, Rochester, Minnesota. Oh, that's cool. That's nice. How do you yeah. know this person? Uh, through Discord on um, on Steve's Discord. Oh, cool. It, yeah, that's a cool yeah. place too. Yeah. Uh, Hatter's Discord. Yeah. Yeah. Should link should be in the description for anyone that's interested, or uh, at least his channel. All right, well, Robert, yes, I'm going to go ahead and let you go, but thanks for calling in, man. All right. Yep. I'll see you. Thank you. Bye. All right. Well, that was cool. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll end this up here shortly, but I wanted to sh uh, share something. Yuki Higa Shiyama uh, posted this uh, Gundam F-90 Mars Independent Xeon Forces specification. I'm like, well, what is that? And so let me um, pull that up. This thing, this thing looks sick. I... I I haven't seen this before. So look at that. So this is the Mars independent Xeon forces type. Like just that, that just sounds awesome. Like just think Xeon having like their independent forces on Mars. And they look like this. It, you know, it's interesting because it's, it, it's an F90. Um, so it's more Gundam or Federation like, but the fact that it's Xeon uh, and this thing looks great. Um, so that, and it has an Uzi. This is, yeah, I, I'm gonna have to grab this, although, and pre-order closed. Let me see if I did a search. Okay. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of pricey, but it's a master grade. That thing looks great. I'm gonna have to look up more about that to see what the lore is, because that, I haven't even touched any of that Mars Xeon stuff, um, and I really want to. So that is actually very cool. Thanks for the uh, the call out on that because I had not looked at that. That was really cool. Um, let's see. And before I jump off for the evening, you know, thanks everyone in chat. I love this every Thursday to be able to see what everyone has to say and the back and forth too. Because like on Discord, you know, people are just posting at random times, so not everyone can always like reply. But when we have this specific time that everyone is like online and chatting. It's just awesome. Um, let's see what's going on. Um, a rogue new type is saying, yeah, I'm going to have to pick up all the G witch kits. Yeah, I want to also, I just haven't, I didn't yet just because I've had so many things pre-ordered. <laughs> uh, but as soon, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm curious if we're going to start seeing wider releases and they're going to start showing up at target like around the time the, the anime is on. Um, Lucas Gare looks like I'm going to have to save up for that bad boy. Yeah, that Marzion thing looks sick. Um, 
Oh, WebFox is saying, I've read the F90 on Mars manga years ago. I liked it. Okay, well, I'm going to have to get into that too. Now that manga is a little more interesting. But you know what, guys? I think that's it. You know, it's been an hour. It's been great. I love this every Thursday that we can do this. Glad to be live. You know, eventually, uh, Stephen will join us again soon. You know, as always, let me know if there's any way I can improve this show. Anything that you guys would prefer going on while this is live that makes it a little more interesting. Because um, as much as I enjoy this, I want to make sure no one is feeling left out or anything. So just, yeah, just let me know. It's a lot of fun. So, um... Anyway, guys, have a good rest of the night. Have a good weekend. I'll catch you on some other videos. Look forward to, you know, uh, when I plan out, you know, the end of the month uh, for the birthday stream because there's also the Gumpla build contest that's going on. So check it out in the Discord. Um, there's also this theme builder building wing kits. So once everyone gets their wing uh, related kits posted, I'm going to go through those on a video. And then there's some giveaways I have to do that I haven't even got to yet. So. I think the rest of the month is going to be pretty packed. So, um, yeah, it'll be pretty cool. Oh, yeah, Robert is telling Yuki to come over to Discord. I agree. For, for Yuki to show up and post that F90 Mars. Um, I wonder what else, you know, that you can share. So, anyway, thanks, everyone. It's been fun. We will talk later.